Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. All right, rolling uh, into the dang weekend, which is not what Luca's doing. So Luca's not on the flight, huh? That's what I'm uh, seeing on okay. Twitter. Well, then, Warriors, you better get your butts back into the winning record column, if you will. Uh, back to 500 with the loss last night. Willard and Dibs, glad you're with us. Guess who else is with us? It's none other than the great voice of the Warriors, Tim Roy. Uh, and uh, to all our surprise... Uh, I'm not going to ask you a warrior question first as uh, as Tim Roy joins us right now on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Instead, we have to start with the breaking news, which is that Kyrie Irving, for the 48th time in his career, has requested a trade. Did, did, that, <laughs> did, did this, did this gra- grab you off guard here? Kyrie says, trade me by the deadline or I'm leaving as a free agent after the year just when it seemed like things were, were going better for Brooklyn. Well, first of all, you know, I didn't get back to my house till about 2, 2.30, so actually 2.33, so I'm just getting going in the last hour or so. I have not been online yet, so um, no, but nothing surprises me about Kyrie Irving, nothing. I mean, I don't know why, you know, the the trade request is a surprise. Every six months, something happens, and so um, no, it's not a surprise, and uh, it's it's to me, if I'm a general manager, I'm like, you know, staying away from that. I'm <laughs> not even taking that phone call because, you know, this is going to happen to you in about another six months after you trade for him. So, you know, to me, uh, that's just, um, <laughs> it's par for the course, unfortunately. And if, you know, the, you know, everybody in, in all this talk we see on all the national networks about the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, and, you know, let's all remember, they still have not won a playoff series with that group. They have not won a playoff series. They haven't done anything. And so, uh, to me, uh, until they, you know, went deep into the playoffs, you could take that team as a, as a reality. But right now, it's it's just uh, again uh, more chaos and whatever, whatever they're paying Sean Marks, he should be getting paid more. No doubt, pay the man double, and it's just so tantalizing because Kyrie's averaging twenty seven a game in his four seasons in Brooklyn. Yet he, like you said, Tim, he's never won a playoff series with that currently constituted Nets team. And you look at the other side, our side, a Warrior team that wins playoff series on the regular, yet you're stuck at 26 and 26. Tim, as you look at this team defensively, where do you pinpoint their biggest issue? You know, I I just, um, it's been really hard to figure. And I just think that, you know, that they're just not getting it done. They're not executing. They're not paying attention to little details. And and uh, a lot of that, a lot of their defense is really what they're doing on offense. When you turn the ball over and you throw a live ball turnover pass, that hurts your defense because now the other team might have numbers. They get a fast break. They get or they get an early offense shot that gives them a great look. And that goes on your defensive ledger when it really was your offense that screwed it up. And so 
uh, to me, they're just not tied together. They're not, you know, they haven't, as what's the cliche, bought in uh, to what they need to do defensively. And until they do that, this is going to be what it is right now, a 500 team. It's been a 500 team all year. And they've never gone on the run we keep waiting for. We see signs, right? They, you know, you see them play Memphis, and they play Boston, and they play these really good teams, and they they play right up to the level of the competition. They get big wins, but then then you have the meltdown that was Minnesota against a team that was missing their two front line players. You know that just that just shouldn't happen with a team that has the firepower that the Warriors have. But it's happened time and time again, and you know now we're down to what thirty games left. So they've got to fix this, and it's got to happen pretty soon here. You know, when you know the All-Star break's up coming, and it's go time after that. So uh, this has to be, you know, fixed somehow, some way. All right, so there's the quote. This has to be fixed. And this is kind of what we've been playing with today, Tim, because I've been asking Dibs, and we've been asking our callers, is this a matter of won't play defense or can't play defense? Is this fixable? That's good. Again, another great question. Um, I don't know if I know the answer to that. I think it can be fixed because I've seen them play great defense, and we watched them play great defense in the past. Now, they don't have a couple of guys that really helped their defense last year in Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton II because those guys, you know, Otto Porter Jr. was a guy that was not afraid to get his nose dirty. He got defensive rebounds when in tough situations. Gary Payton II, we know how good defensively he was. Dante DiVincenzo is a nice addition. He's fitting in perfectly I think right now. He can help you on the defensive end. But it it really it's not just one position. It's not just the bench. It's not just, you know, one player. It's been team wide. So to me that that's more of a a mental thing. You know, and you know what you look at the Warriors, and I'm not making excuses, but the cold hard fact is that six of the last ten years, roughly, they have gone, you know, an extra two months into you know with a season, and you wonder if that that's a cumulative thing that maybe is wearing on them a little bit mentally, and they have to find a way to rejuvenate themselves, create that sense of urgency that they really need to be a good defensive team. And that urgency could come from the younger players, but it doesn't seem like Moses Moody is able to crack the rotation. James Wiseman, 17 minutes last night. But Jonathan Kaminga, how impressed are you, Tim, by the strides he's made over the past month or two? You know, it's really interesting. Last night, um, let me take one offensive thing, and then I'll I'll tell you one defensive thing. Um, Last night on offense, he had a fast break, one-on-one. Now, last year at this time, he probably would have went full speed, tried to dunk it over the guy. It would have been an offensive foul or a turnover. And, no, he slowed down, and he kind of, you know, read the defender, crossed over, did a little Euro step, and finger-rolled the ball up and in. And then on defense, he came, and, and one of his teammates got beat in the weak side. He waited and then came down. It was a chase-down block. He just got a piece of it and got the, you know, got the, uh, the saving block, kept points from going away and to me it looks like that he at some point this year exhaled mentally and said okay I just got to slow down a little bit here, and it will be fine. I can do this. And so now he's playing really under control. And when you combine that with his athleticism, it's very impressive. And now you get to see, you know, what he could become. You know, he could become that kind of an impact player in the future. And and I think 
Steve Kerr has, has done a great job of challenging him by putting him on other teams, you know, uh, great offensive players using that length and athleticism. And now he seems to start to figure that out a little bit, and, and he could be that impact player in the future. Tim Roy, a Warriors voice with us right here on Witherden Dibs, 95-7 the game. Tim, I, I always like to, to, to look at teams, try to read body language, read decisions that they make, and try to take something from that. The fact that the Warriors, and I know Draymond sat, but we, we were sort of expecting a load management game last night and didn't get it, which tells me the Warriors are starting to up the urgency, maybe stressed a little bit about the standings. Is is that fair? To what level are they are they worried about the standings right now? I, I think I think there's a little bit of concern. Obviously, it should be concern. And I think if they're, if Draymond and you know the other veteran players are saying, "Hey, no, we need to play in these back to backs," then they know how important these games are. And so, uh, so you know, I, I I don't have a problem with that as long as they pass the medical specs. You know, you don't have a problem with that because it's it's there saying, "Hey, we know it's go time. We know it's time to get this going. We haven't seen it uh, yet." You know, and again, uh, little things happen in, in the season that that you know basically you know form your opinion of the team you're covering. And so, uh, you know, if they if they hang if they just go and throttle Minnesota at the beginning of the fourth quarter, make that an easy game, and then everybody's rested and coming back uh, last night, maybe a little more rest. There's no overtime. They get in an earlier hour to Denver, and maybe they play Denver tougher a little bit in in the second half, and maybe that's a game. And, and now you're feeling a lot better about the team than maybe you are now because of what happened in the fourth quarter in Minneapolis. So again, if, if they can string out a couple of games and get you know get the get feeling good about themselves again, that's going to snowball for them because then in the back of their minds they go, okay, the core goes, okay, we've done this, we know we can do this, and then the young guys get carried along with that wave. The new the guys who haven't been around for the championships they get carried along with that. They have to find a way to string some wins together. To to get that feeling going. And then the other part, guys, is that they're incredibly fortunate that this year there's like six other teams in the same boat. There's six other teams right there in the middle of the Western Conference going, if we can string together a couple of wins, you know, <laughs> right. we can do this, right? right. And so so they, they, they still have this chance. It's still right there on the table for them to get out of the play-in bracket and, and really – there's still a chance for them to get home court in the first round, which is amazing. Yeah, it's remarkable. You've got three games separating 10 teams in the West from four all the way down to 13. Tim, what what are you seeing from Andrew Wiggins? Is he still coming off of the non-COVID illness and the adductor strain? To what would you... Um, I guess blame his largesse so far. Um, I just think I, I think it's it's rusty, and I think it's a brand new thing for him. You know, you go back and look at his career; he's been one of the more durable players in in the league during his stretch. Um, and so, so I, I just think it's a brand new deal for him. And I think when you see that, we saw a little bit with Clay when he first came back. I think he pressed a little bit early on, and I think the the I think the sickness more than the adductor strain really got him out of rhythm. Just got him, you know. When you know, at least with when you're uh, you're rehabbing, you're doing something. When you're sick, you're sick, and there's really not much you can do as far as getting yourself back. So I, I think 
I, I think he's going to be okay. I think, in fact, the, the last three games that he's played, he's shown signs of starting to look like Andrew Wiggins again. We saw him get to the get to the paint, get that little flip hook he has, which I think is is really a weapon for him, and I think it's really it's a, a go to shot for him. Uh, he hit a three to start the game last night. I I think he's coming. It's just been a little slow for him because I think it's a brand new process. I don't think he's been in this kind of water before. Uh, home cooking tomorrow night. Uh, get uh, get everything back on uh, on track, and and so a uh, little home cooking for you, Tim. Thanks for hopping on. We look forward to that one. Always a pleasure, guys. And and I know that you have you know with the Niners quarterback situation, yeah. the Super Bowl coming up. You guys have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, so, yeah. anything you want to say about the 49er quarterback situation, Tim? Oh, Is there man, anything, uh, it's just like the way in or yeah, boy. You know, it's it's uh, you know you could be in a real problem or you could be going to camp with an embarrassment of riches. It's it's one or the other, I think. So I think this it's it's a great story though. It's a great story because you know they you know Brock Purdy is is one. You know, one game away from the Cinderella story, and and he basically showed that he could manage this team, and that that gives them another thing to think about as they head toward next year. Unfortunately, well, at that position, it's been a bit of a hospitalization sensation. To oh, yes. he, he beat me to it. I was going to say, go. in, terms of, go. in terms of sports media, it's a salivation sensation. Oh, it's kind of what I was going to go with. Uh, uh, which one did you like better, Tim? Uh, I don't know. The salivation sensations get kind of it kind of borders on the gross side. Yeah, so thank I think you. I have to thank go you. with. Yeah, I've been Appreciate told that before. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, go, I'm gonna go, uh, go go treat myself with my Nelly pot just to give you another gross oh, thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Uh, uh, thank you, Tim. Good to have you always. All right, guys. See you. All right, okay. Those see Nelly later. pots they work. They uh, do when you get a little bit of a head cold. John Miller swears by them. Well, the John, Nelly pot. John John Miller. First of all, you want to talk about healthy living. Uh, John Miller is like if you obviously I mean look what has lost about eighty pounds right and and he sticks to it like it's the key to anything that you do in that aspect is just like you got to commit you really got to commit the neti pot thing I remember the first time someone told me about this neti we go wait hold on a second you tell me that I'm I'm put, put my head back pour hot water in one nostril. <laughs> Get everything at an angle so it goes in one nostril and out the other. Are yeah. you crazy? But it's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. Cleans you right out. Yeah, it really does. It makes sense, actually. Yeah. You know, uh, so anyway, uh, good luck to Tim as he gets ready for a game tomorrow night. I, uh, you know, Six I, to I, go before the All-Star break. You, you hope that you can get three of the six and you go into the break. At 524 games left to go at that point, you'd be 29 and 29. By the way, speaking of six to go, six days to go until the trade deadline, this Kyrie thing, can we just take a moment to do what I think most Warriors fans' brains do when you see something like this? Go get KD? Well, it's not go get KD. It's just another opportunity to be like, dude, that was what you chose. I can't believe it. And again... For me, there's zero Kevin Durant hate. I don't do that. And, and and the championship the Warriors won last year was more special because Kevin Durant wasn't a part of it, to be honest with you. Because it was so much more organic and, and homegrown and all of those things. So this isn't looking back rearview mirror through the, even the Warrior lens. It's just like, take a moment and look at what Durant did in the search for something better. One of the most classic, the grass is not greener stories in the history of sports. 
to be involved with this franchise, literally the classiest thing that anyone has ever known, and the most successful thing that the NBA has known in, in the last generation, to leave that to be like, I'm going to hitch my wagon to the craziest human being on planet Earth. A gifted, gifted basketball player. An incredible basketball player. Yeah. But is there anybody in sports right now that's wearing people out more than Kyrie Irving? Like that's you just, an interesting question. You just, I mean, he's wearing you out for he's sure. Wearing people out. But you look at what he does when he is playing. Oh, he's so he's an unbelievable talent. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh. Even though they don't really do that in basketball, he's averaged twenty-seven a game in his time with the Brooklyn Nets. He is an unguardable force. He's one of the ten best players in the association. When he is available and wants to play basketball. Yeah, what does best mean? I mean, he's definitely one of the 10 most talented players. When he is motivated and out there and, sure. and interested in playing, he's one of the okay. seven best or five best. The guy's a unbelievable. NBA draft right now, no way he goes top 10. No, because of who he right, is. Right, and that's, so that's part that's of the, the deal. That's more than part of the deal. It's the biggest part of the deal. And if you're Kevin Durant and your time here at Golden State... It was ending, and you had had your time here, and for whatever reason, if it was Draymond Green, if it, if it was Steve Kerr, if it was the prevailing notion that Kevin Durant could never fully feel fulfilled here because he was a championship chaser, whatever his personal reasons were to leave, he was looking for a new destination to go, and you look at Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, and you look at your own skills, and you think... I can win with that guy. That right. guy's an unbelievable player. You don't probably think in terms of what's Kyrie going to be like. Is he he's going to go flat earth, vaccine denier. He won't be able to play home games because he won't get the shot. And now he's going to want his way out of town and all the other distractions that come with Kyrie Irving. Maybe Kevin Durant should have done more due diligence in terms of his next destination. But I don't fault him for looking at Kyrie, the basketball player, and saying, I could go with Kyrie, and we could win together. Well, the Brooklyn Nets have become, as a team, what Kevin Durant is as a person, which is constantly searching for something else. If you look at the turnstile of large names that have gone through Brooklyn oh, God. just since Kevin Durant got there, I mean, we all hear KD and Kyrie is what you think of. You totally forget that Ben Simmons is on this roster. James Harden was just there. Harden. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge. What you never. Is DeAndre Jordan there? I think so. Is he there now or no, was, was he, he there, there for he a was. time? Yeah. yeah, he was. And Steph Curry's brother is there right now. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of names of what you never, I think, what you never want to become as an NBA franchise. The Lakers are this now as well is when you gather a bunch of names and you're like, this would have been really great six years ago. And you're chasing names rather than chasing a well-producing roster. Now, it can win, though. The Rams did it, and the Rams it won. It can work, but that, that was a little different because there were some things already in place. There was homegrown there also. But they did chase Cooper names. Yeah. And but Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald. Odell Beckham Jr. Sure, sure. And Jalen Ramsey and yeah. Matt Stafford. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You can cobble something together, by the way. Short-term game, long-term loss, totally. even when it does work. But... The Warriors, in a way, in a very different way, because they're totally homegrown, but the Warriors need to be careful that they don't become this in the next year or two as well, which is you're like, we've got Steph, Clay, and Dre. It's like, yeah, but the, 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 the 36, that doesn't work anymore. Like, Brooklyn has consistently now, since KD got there, 
turn and burn, big names, and you think it's just turnkey, and it's not. It's not. Like, you've got to be ahead of the curve. You can't be behind it. It's literally been the Lakers' problem for the last 20 years. They keep getting behind the curve. We're going to get the guy. We're going to get the guy. By the time you get the guy, he's 35, he's annoyed, and he's actually looking to do something else with his life, like act. It doesn't work. I'm just looking at the Nets roster last year, Mark, and they played 24 different guys. Such names as, you mentioned James Harden, Patty Mills, Mills Goran Dragic, Bruce Brown, who we just recently saw. You mentioned Aldridge, Andre Drummond. Forgot about him there. Uh, obviously, Nick Claxton and James Johnson. Paul Millsap was a net. To your point about, hey, let's get Paul Millsap. Well, the Millsap you got was 36 and only <laughs> played 11 minutes a night. So your point about chasing names, it definitely fits this Brooklyn Nets team. I mean, they are spending over $115 million this year alone. On I'm three guys, on, right? On Kevin, Ben, and Kyrie. And what are you getting for that? Well, Kevin's out. and But Kevin's still Kevin. Yeah, he's Kevin-ish. When, yeah, but, when, he, when he plays. I but mean, he, they, he's, they, he's not an 82. No, I mean, nobody plays 82, but yeah. Kevin's a 60-game-a-year guy. It seems. You know, it, it, it has been that. Sure. Yeah. Um, they were playing well. They were playing well. But, but what are you getting out of that? So I just think, and this is across sports, you got to be careful about name chasing. You better be careful. You be careful about name chasing. It's not that it can't work. It's not that I'm saying don't spend money on big players. Obviously, you do. The Warriors, in fact, have a <clears throat> checkbook championship. They sure do. You know what I mean? So, like, of course that works. Like, yes, I was all in favor of Judge or Correa. But when you look at what ends up working in sports... It's not usually name-chasing. There are exceptions. Christian McCaffrey was name-chasing. It worked great. They didn't win the whole thing. But, I mean, look at what the the Kansas City Chiefs are on the doorstep again. They did the opposite of name-chasing in the offseason. They got rid of their big-name guy who wanted money. And so, I, I just, I'm fascinated by team-building and uh, and the Brooklyn Nets from the beginning was an ill-conceived idea. Who do the Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving? <laughs> I mean, let, let's just get to the point yeah. where because I mean, that's that's the way this goes. Kyrie wants out, so Brooklyn's got two choices. You think Brooklyn's going to blink by Thursday or not? Well, they have two choices: either yep. you blink by Thursday. Or you don't blink by Thursday and Kyrie goes into full Kyrie mode, which we've seen before, where Kyrie, well, I got my Achilles is flared up or I got a calf strain or whatever Kyrie wants to do to not play anymore. He can do that, get paid and torpedo the season. So if I'm Brooklyn, I can't wait to get this guy out of town. So who do the Lakers give up? Here's, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know who they even can give up. I mean, everyone's, oh, Russell Westbrook. Like, oh, sure. I'm sure they want Westbrook and Durant together in, in Brooklyn. But what's wild here is when this was all going on before, Kevin wants a trade and Kyrie wants a trade, it all looked broken. Vaccine stuff. Our conversations were about all kinds of different things. Now, the Brooklyn Nets have the sixth best record in the NBA. Why is he one out? We're all just accepting this because it's like, well, he's Kyrie and he's nuts. But, like, it seemed like they were one of seven teams that could win it all this year if things were to fall a certain way. And he's going to beg off of that roster? They're 31-20. and 20. Right. Why and is he one out? Because he's 
Kyrie Irving. It's working better than it's ever worked before. Right, but he's Kyrie Irving. Right. So, so but if I'm the Nets, I'm like, no. Okay, so then what does Kyrie Irving do? Leave as a free agent. See ya. But what does he do in the meantime with your 31 and 20 team? I don't know. What shut, are you it gonna, yeah, shut, it, shut it down. Shut it. I shut it. I shut it down. What are you What are you going to do with whoever you get? You get uh, you trade Markeith Morris, and I just put this in the trade machine. You trade Markeith Morris and Kyrie Irving to the Lakers, and you get Russell Westbrook. Oh God, Russ and Katie <laughs> reunited, no. and it feels so, so bad. Good. Yeah, no, it would be they, they would be terrible. Kevin would ask for a trade next. I mean, Anthony that, Davis? That's I'm, of course not. Of course not. I I don't know that it exists. Yeah, Kyle, what do you got? So I put together a trade that doesn't include <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Let me hear it. Or LeBron or Anthony Davis. LeBron. <clears throat> All it would take to acquire one, Kyrie Irving. And let's assume two firsts are in there. 20, 27 and 20. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Patrick Beverly. Lonnie Walker. Damian Jones. Wanyan Gabriel. Juan Toscano. Anderson. Dennis Schroeder. Thomas Bryant. And... Another player whose name I don't know. Okay. Troy Brown. Troy Brown. Swider? There it is. <laughs> so the Nets are going to acquire eight players. They've got room on their roster. Uh, nine, yeah. No, that's nine players. Okay, yeah. nine. Yeah. Nine players. And two picks. All right. <laughs> don't yeah. forget the picks. I mean, honestly. And any t- this Westbrook is, for Kyrie. Let's this go. Is, this that is would a, be so much fun. This is a note to every NBA team not named Brooklyn. You acquire Kyrie, you're an idiot. Tick, tick. He's a ticking time bomb. You're an idiot. Well, You're a complete and total moron if you think that your team is the one that can fix him. You're a moron. I can fix it. My dad's got an Stop awesome it. set of tools. Stop I can it. fix it. Uh, we can- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He's seven a game, dog. What if you can fix it? He's an unbelievable talent. That's one of the most... It's like dating a supermodel. It's like that supermodel who's had four husbands. And it's like... What if? What if if you can fix him? You can. I can fix it. Are you the fixer? Totally. Yeah. All right. Uh, 49ers and Warriors, we continue. Um, the Warrior defense, is it a matter of won't or can't? Plus, Kyle Shanahan did say something two days ago that also might have given everybody 
the exact clue they're looking for in terms of the future of the quarterback position with the 49ers. We'll have that for you coming up on Red and Gold Reaction, brought to you by the SF Sheriff's Office. Your future begins here. Visit sfsheriff.com and apply today. It's Willard and Dibs. This is Matt Steinmetz of Steining Guru, 12-3 to 3 on 95-7 the game. Now back to Willard and Dibs. What can, guys, what do you got? Dibs, Willard, what do you got? 49ers, Giants, Warriors. We just actually had that very conversation. I saw him in the green room. I do my 11-30 check-in. And I said, hey, Steining, what's going on? He goes, hey, he's got, he got, yeah, Warriors, huh? hey, what? Yeah. And I, I hit him with uh, your premise, which I think is a good one. Uh, can't or won't. Is it Mike Singletary when it comes to the Warriors defense? Can't do can't it. Can't do it. Or is it, I won't. I just won't. I won't do it. You know what the weird thing is on the question is yeah. that both of them, both answers, if you're a Warrior player, are offensive. I well, can't. I can't do it. I won't do it. I mean, listen to that. Well, I'm sorry if it offends you, but... No, I don't think... It doesn't offend me. No, if you're a Golden State Warrior and you're offended, memo to Golden State Warrior, yeah. get a freaking stop. Yeah, you're... You're 26 and 26, and you give up a buck 30 on the reg, guys. So I'm sorry if it if it offends you. It's a classic apology. I'm sorry if you're offended right, by this. That's right. <laughs> it's such a I'm non-apology. Sorry. I'm sorry if you're offended. Exactly. I'm sorry if you think that. Uh, but but uh, yeah, that never works. No, it's and very it's, hard to say I'm sorry and then put a period after it. Or a but. I mean, it's that doesn't work either. I'm sorry, I'm, but well, I'm sorry, but is like that's no. a totally different meaning of the word. Sorry. Negates the sorry. I'm sorry, but this is not okay. Yeah, no, it, it's very difficult to just say I'm sorry and period and walk it's out. Almost the world. impossible. It's, it is. Well, because usually if you apologize to somebody, you know what? I'm really sorry for X, Y, and Z, and you put a period on it. There's always well then, and then there's like <laughs> now you're gonna pile on me. I just said I'm sorry. So either you're gonna accept the apology, or now I'm gonna have to get into my butt. So <laughs> say I'm sorry, uh, sir. We, no, we do not want to get into your butt. We want to hear from all of you at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. You're the guest the rest of the way, and all guests are brought to you on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Okay, what do you think about this? Okay, Kosh Shanahan said this the other day, and because of all the quarterback news, it sort of, I feel it fell under the radar a little bit. Might have been one of the most interesting things that he said, though. And I'm so proud of our year and proud of the guys, and I think, you know, we, we've been close a few times here, but, you know, this was definitely um, the one that felt the best. You know, I thought we were, just some of the things we overcame early, um, how we persevered, you know, was you know, going 98 straight days without a loss was a different feeling um, that I hadn't been a part of, and I didn't totally feel like that until we lost, and someone told me that, and I was like, yeah, that makes it hurt a little bit worse, but it was, um, I just loved how focused our guys were our guys never ever any day just checked out and that's really tough in this league and um the the physical strain obviously but the mental strain of just to physically mentally be up for something to focus every single day to get a plan in to focus for three and a half quarters and how to win a game and to do it a bunch of different ways and um that's why i felt like we did it week in and week out i saw your face do a funny look which it, it kind of hit me the funny way too 
98 straight days yeah, without, without loss. losing a football game. And then the other part in the end, he says, Wild. to be able to focus for three and a half quarters, I... Three and a half quarters. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, what do we know? We don't focus for half a quarter. Or so is good. that you speak to their slow start? <laughs> yeah, you, you right. seem to be down seven Just, nothing a lot. Kyle knows they need to play the final seven minutes of the game, right? Or maybe uh, it's the opening uh, seven minutes where yeah. they aren't focused. I don't but know. either way, ninety-eight days that did hit me. Like that's a lot. It's a long time. Well, then, <laughs> as he said, though, months. when you do finally get that loss, it hurts even more because it's been ninety-eight days since you felt that feeling. But he also said, "Look, there have been three times." Times in the last four years where the 49ers have had what you would cl- classify as a near miss. And he said this was by far and away the one that, that felt the best. Felt like their best shot to win a Super Bowl this year. Now, no one followed up with, okay, now, now why did you feel that way? It would have been interesting to have Kyle Shanahan compare this year's team to last year's team and the 2019 football team. Um, I don't think it takes much, though, to have your brain go, oh, Oh, Brock Purdy's the starting quarterback of this team for the foreseeable future because you've had three trips deep into the postseason. And what was different about this one versus the other ones that makes you think this was your best shot to win the whole thing? I think the overall roster. And, you know, maybe you can look at Brock Purdy greater than Jimmy Garoppolo, the way Brock Purdy was playing. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy played better, just quarterback to quarterback comparison. I think that he was better and the offense was better. But I look at the totality of the offense. Christian McCaffrey wasn't on those teams. And George Kittle is as good, if not better, than he was. Brandon Ayuk is certainly better. Debo, maybe not as impactful as he was last year, but that's because you didn't need him as much this year because you had other weapons around him. I look at the overall roster, I see a secondary. That's better. A defensive line that's comparable. Linebackers are the best in football. And then you get to Brock Purdy. Brock's better than Jimmy. Yeah. But I, I think it's a lot more than just we have a quarterback. Now. I'm certainly not going to dismiss any of that, right? Like some people would say McCaffrey, or you might say the defense, although the defense in 2019 was fantastic. True. And and I want like the secondary this year versus last year, definitely better this year. What about the production the secondary had back in 2019? You had Richard Sherman. You were, you were anchored in a different way. Um, I don't think anybody has stood out the way Charvarius Ward did this year as a corner, but the overall health and production of the secondary in 2019 was fantastic. We gave credit to the defensive line for that because they'd been awful the year before, and I think that's fair. Nick Bosa's rookie year, I think it was by the end of the year, maybe, I mean, they have a very deep defensive line right now, but there were a bunch of things that suddenly happened. You know, Omenahu has the legal situation. Drake Jackson is suddenly inactive. Kinlaw's getting shoved all over the field. (laughs) 2019 defensive line felt like it was at the height of its powers in in February, you know, they had a great game for three and a half quarters against Kansas City before the dam broke. So I, I don't I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And I, I'm sure he's not thinking only about Brock. Right. But when you look at these three, think of the opponents that they had. Like 2019, you had a home NFC title game. Uh, tw- uh, last year, you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of the NFC title game. This year... You're on the road at Philadelphia. You're a dog. You're a dog in this game. This they, was the toughest they, of all the games that you've had in the playoffs, other than maybe the Super Bowl against Kansas City. But he felt it was his best chance. It's like, right. 
I mean, that's a lot. Of, Brock is definitely on on a very short list of sure. why he said that. I, I would agree with you in terms of the way Brock played and now what they obviously think about Brock Purdy in terms of him being the quarterback of the future. But I look at the overall roster and the fact that this team, this team came in having won, what, 12 straight games yep. into that game? Yep. It's remarkable. Almost made you think, gosh, that's not a good thing. But didn't you kind of wish they had lost one of them in there? Because nah. it, yeah, I was just like, I don't buy that. I know, but are they going to really win 14 in a row and win the Super Bowl on the road? Like, I, I hear you, though. That's just kind of the way our brains work. So, uh, Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by Zenny, official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Willard and Dibs also brought to you in part by Pfizer. All right, coming up next, not only is Steiny and Goo going to get in here, but. If you don't like Dylan Brooks, you're going to love hearing this. That's coming up next on Withered and Dibs. Okay, Jamichael, I think we need to change all these rejoins because people keep saying take it away, which is what all the other teams keep doing to the Warriors. <laughs> so true. it's like triggering me every time I hear a Warrior go, take it away, Mark. No, keep it. Take care of the ball for crying out loud. Stop turning it over. Um, glad you're with us. Steiny and Gould being here in just a sec. Is there any player... And Dibs, I'll give you all of sports. All of sports. Is there any player that triggers you like Dylan Brooks? Anyone? Man. Anyone on that level for you right now? Somebody who is that, I mean, annoying may not be strong enough in terms of what he, after what he did to GP2. Right. It, it rises to the level of offensive. Right. Kind of. As, as a fan, you get offended by some of this stuff when you, you put other people in harm's way. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of any any player who annoys me at that level. I, I mean, mean, there's other players who annoy me for different reasons, but about, not for that how reason. How about Kyrie? How about, uh, I mean, I don't know. Give me another name. Who who gets under your skin? Uh, James Harden gets Harden, under my skin right. a lot. Just the, the way he kind of throws himself around. Chris goes, Paul's on that list, Chris I would Paul, say. We always go just straight the to floppery. the NBA, by the way. Well, just the flopping is what uh, what kind of gets to me in terms of like what really annoys me. Trying to think, is there an NFL? Who in the NFL? I, Russell Wilson. You hate Aaron Rodgers. Does Aaron Rodgers bother you more than Dylan Brooks? It's, it's close. About, hate's a strong word. How about but he annoys Dollar? That's, that's a whole different category. That's just for his comments, is what uh, about being a vet man. Woe is me. Vet man, 2.8 million. I'm like rolling through, just like looking at teams, going, is there anybody who jumps off the page? Yeah. I'm like, gosh, this is, you know, like I'm no fan. Ky- uh, Kyler Murray, not a fan. Not not a, not a fan at all. Uh, so, I mean, anybody who puts on a Cowboy uniform, but that's not their fault. If they traded them, I'd be fine with them. I'm looking at, ba- is there any baseball player who, like, baseball's different. It's right. just less emotional. I mean, sure, anybody who puts a Dodger jersey on. Machado, like, is there anybody? Is there My anybody? Dodger hatred, right? <laughs> it's not Mookie Betts. He's just phenomenal. We all love I like everything Mookie Betts has Thank done. You. Baseball Mookie's- is hard because it's such a like every forty-five minutes kind of sport. It's like okay, now you're up to bat, and yeah. otherwise you're unless you're a pitcher. 
and I was thinking about Bumgarner, but he doesn't he doesn't annoy me that much now. We would Although, hate him. we would hate him absolutely. if he wasn't a giant. And I was thinking about Draymond Green in the same light. Right. If he wasn't a warrior, he'd be on that list. Yeah, totally. I, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the. My answer, by the way, is no, unequivocally. No. Dylan Brooks number one. Dylan Brooks. For so many reasons, it's not as simple as he took liberties with GP2. I can't stand the way he plays. Um, I, I, I just I, I don't like it when people who are at the highest level of their profession resort to things that take away from what they can do as a basketball player. Like Dylan has decided he's a goon. Like, dude, shoot the ball and play basketball. Don't go out there and be a goon. Right. You're going to be a goon, then... You're not even a basketball player. And I don't, so, I like, hockey's different. Guys are hired to be goons. Exactly. It's built into the sport. But, like, I just, I don't, it's why I don't like Chris Paul. Because he's always flopping around and trying to, trying to make the refs think something happened that didn't happen. You're too talented for that. But Brooks isn't even that talented. That's what makes it worse. Like, he's literally just out there. He's a goon. He does it to everybody. So, last night, if you missed it, Donovan Mitchell, it's Cleveland versus Memphis. And uh, there's a play where Mitchell uh, drives in, and, uh, and and there isn't even really a tangle up. He ends up just behind the baseline. Brooks is on the ground, like on his, on his rear. And it, it, when Brooks, instead, he tries to make it look like he's trying to get up, and he swings the right arm right around yeah. and nails Mitchell right in the, hey, how you doing? <laughs> And and it starts a big fight. Mitchell throws a ball at him. Everybody's getting ejected. Everybody comes out from the benches, meets at the court, all this stuff. And it's once again Dylan Brooks starting an incident. Shannon Sharp, GP2, Donovan. It doesn't matter who it is. So what I loved was the honesty of Donovan Mitchell after the game. Let's hear it. Dylan, cheap shot at you. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Um, quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, regular season. Um, you know, in the one game, he does a high job on me today. You know, he decides to do something like that, and you know, that's, there's no place in that in the game. And you know, you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. But um, this has been brewing for years. Um, with me, with, with me, with other guys in the league, and we, you all see it. You know, it's not something that this is this isn't new. Um, and you know, tonight was just the end of it. But it's tough when you can't guard somebody and can't do something with somebody. You got to resort to that, and that's what he's done to a lot of players. You know, I, I off the top of my head, I think it's like Dame and, and, and Steph. He, you know, this is one of those things. That's what you resort to, and that's cool. But um, I'm glad my guys held it down tonight, and you know, had my back. You know, throughout the whole thing. So what I love about this, because in the end, he's like, and that's cool, but, and I'm like, no, it's. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.